At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. All views expressed are those of the hosts. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 142. I'm calling it right at the end of the tunnel. The first so-called non-binary person ever appointed to a U.S. government position, one Sam Brinton, allegedly has stolen a $2,325 Vera Bradley suitcase from a fellow passenger in an airport in Minnesota in September. Need I say more? No. Former President Bill Clinton is the latest political figure to catch the dreaded COVID China. virus despite being vaccinated up the wazoo. Remember, kids, the vax is safe and effective, which I'm sure was written at the end of his tweet announcing this just like it is for all the quadruple vax celebrities and elites in their announcement tweets. They really just are reading from a script. The Democratic Party, supposedly the party of the working man, and woman, I guess, led by the strongest union-supporting president of modern times, on, has voted to force an end to the railroad strike using their majority in both houses, thus screwing the unions and the workers they represent. Surprised? No. Now you shouldn't be. The American, or should I say former American trader, Edward Snowden, who some see as a hero for some reason, has gotten his wish. He swore an oath of allegiance to the Russian Federation and was bestowed citizenship and a passport. Congratulations, comrade. Hope they send you to Ukraine. Oh, I wouldn't advise you or your wife to attempt to get a visa to visit the USA anytime soon. <laughs> Tech News. Well, the biggest story in an otherwise quiet week of tech news is the accusations made by new Twitter CEO Elon Musk against Apple China. and their CEO Tim Cook, also known as Tim China. Apple. Mr. Musk is accusing Apple of withdrawing most of its advertising from Twitter and threatening to kick Twitter off the App Store, a la the App Parlor. Why? Apple doesn't like the idea of free speech as Phil Schiller, Apple's head of marketing, deleted his Twitter account as Musk took over. Oh, by the way, Mr. Schiller is also responsible for Apple's advertising spending. You know, the problem I have with Apple is they keep pontificating their leftist views and have the power to destroy fellow tech companies like Twitter for violating any of their vague, woke values, yet bend the knee to the odious Communist Party of China, who monitor, censor, lock down, and murder their own citizens. Apple manufactures hardware, shares Chinese citizens' data with, and gives U.S. technology to communist China. I guess it's all part of the win-win proposal that was a non-scandal with old Tim China. promising money and technology in exchange for favor from Xi and the gang, which I reported on a, a while back. 
Though I love Apple gear and my whole family uses it, I can easily just start using Samsung stuff and switch back to Windows or even Linux. I could also go back to using Roku or Fire TV. Sure, the integration and user interface will not be as good as Apple hardware, but I'm from an era where you really had to work hard just to figure out how to get tech to run correctly right out of the box. In other words, I'd get used to it. Apple is acting more like a bully lately than the citizen of the world persona they would like to project. Why are they acting this way and why do they kiss the Chinese Communist Party's butt? Well, my theory is, like all elites, they look with envy at the total control and private government hybrid corporations the Chinese Communist State has created, which, as I've said before, are actually modeled after Nazi Germany. If we only had a third mobile operating system choice, something like Windows Phone. Oh, that's right. Thanks, Google. I'll forever curse you for destroying that great operating system. And yes, I'm still upset about that. Update. Well, it seems Elon Musk got an invite to the Apple Starship headquarters at the behest of Tim Cook. China. Well, it seemed to go well, and now Elon and Tim are best buds, with all problems between them ironed out. Well, we'll see how this shakes out in the long run. It's kind of a waste of a good pre-rant rant, though. <laughs> Bad news, or maybe not, uh, all depends how you look at it, I guess, for the once ascending Twitter competitor app Parler, as Yay! also known as Kane West, has called off plans to purchase the app. That could be because Mr. West's net worth has dropped to a measly $400 million, and that's down from over $2 billion. I don't know what's driving him Yay! to keep appearing on media spouting anti-Semitic propaganda, which is, I'd guess, the leading cause of that loss of worth. As I've discussed before, Parler was a serious competitor to Twitter until the big tech cabal of Amazon, China, Google, China, and Apple China, combined to take China, it down. China. I was all in until that fateful day. Parler did eventually come back, but no matter how many times I tried to log into my verified account, I never managed to get back in. I've since moved on, as many others have. Now, this is some exciting news for the Android mobile operating system, if it's true and if they let it happen. A new Android app called Sunbird supposedly lets you have iMessage capability on Android devices. Now, there are other apps out there that let you do this, but they require some sort of hacking of your Wi-Fi router and or an iOS device running in the background 24-7. Sunbird claims you just have to download the app, open it up, and log into your Apple account, and voila, you have iMessage with all its features except read receipts on your Android device. The company says they'll be adding read receipts soon. Sunbird also supports out-of-the-box WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, and regular old text messaging. It also plans to include Signal, Telegram, RCS, and many more messaging apps in the near future. Now, if this all turns out to be true, these guys will become instant quadrillionaires, uh, at least until the lawsuits start streaming in. Apple China. cannot and will not allow Android to have iMessage, as this would be disastrous for iPhone sales. Huh. Unbeknownst to me, it seems Google has ditched the video calling app Duo in favor of Google Meet. Excellent idea, if I may say so. Now, if 
Apple would just come up with a FaceTime upgrade that can handle business as well as consumer uses. Dear Tim Apple, please add backgrounds to FaceTime. I'm only asking for a friend. Tech I'm using. I have another virtual meeting coming up with my retirement case handler via Microsoft's Teams app. The first one I told you about in a previous episode went smoothly using my garbage window work PC and the cheap Logitech webcam that was issued to me. This next Teams meeting is scheduled for a day which I'm off, so I figure it should be no problem being that I still subscribe to MS365 in the Teams app is included with the service. I already have a link for the meeting, so I fired up the old, well, actually the new iPad Pro to set things up in advance. I clicked on the meeting link, supplied with an email sent from Washington, D.C., which opened up the Teams app, but instead of put me in a video setting area or virtual waiting room, I was left staring at the chat portion of the app. I clicked on the video camera icon and was presented a screen which gave me an option to initiate but not join a meeting. I thought that maybe because I'm using the beta version of iPad OS 16, the app wasn't updated to work with this version. No problem. I dragged out my 2018 MacBook Pro, but quickly realized that I didn't have Teams on it. I searched the Mac App Store, but guess what? Teams isn't in the Mac Store. What? So, I again clicked on the link for the meeting from the same email, and I was prompted to download Teams directly from Microsoft. The download and installation went well. Again, I wasn't put into a virtual waiting room, but at least I was within the video part of the app where I could grant the proper permissions and pick a background, of which there was strangely only one choice, which was blur. Frustrated, I picked up my phone and dutifully clicked on the meeting link within the email and was immediately placed into a virtual waiting room. Now I realize why the Zoom China. video conferencing app is so popular. It just works no matter what platform you're using. If you are a regular listener here, then you know the problem I have with Zoom and that I'll never use it. So we'll see if I can get Teams to work on my iPad or MacBook on the day of the meeting. At least Teams is working on my iPhone well. Well, I went back and did a deep dive on this problem and found that some people fix this by downloading Microsoft's Edge browser. I followed this advice and guess what? It actually worked. Entertainment news. AMC Networks, producers of hit television series such as Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead, announced that they are laying off up to 20% of their employees. This follows the exit of newly appointed CEO Christina Spade after less than three months. Gee, I'm glad the economy is one of the best in our nation's history. Come on, man. Line dog face pony soldier. CNN is laying off about 100 more employees before Christmas. This news comes from a leaked email from the head of CNN to his staff. All those lies and biases have caused this once great news organization to lose the trust of not only us common folk, but that of its mainstream media competitors. It's all fake news. It's phony stuff. It didn't happen. Update. The layoffs have indeed happened. The once popular headline news channel, now called HLN, has been gutted with no live or original programming going forward. 
All shows on the HLN network will be simulcast from the CNN network. And what a shame. I remember when CNN was still a respected news source and there was no better way for an overseas GI like myself at the time to get a quick rundown of the news than watching HLN on the Armed Forces Radio and Television Network. Hmm. I wonder if AFRTS still exists. My lovely wife and I have binge-watched the entire first season of the new Netflix series called Wednesday. It's based on the old Adams Family comic strip and television show and is directed by Tim Burton. The lead actress, Jenna Ortega, carries the whole show on her small shoulders. Netflix announced that the show is breaking all sorts of records on the service, including one set by season four of Stranger Things. You know, see what's possible to achieve if you don't try to indoctrinate your audience? You think Harley Weird will take notice? And speaking of Netflix, yet another show I enjoyed on the service, The Midnight Club, has been canceled after just one season. In this case, it seems the production company behind this show have signed an exclusive deal with Amazon. Maybe the show will continue on Prime. Amazon also has a habit of dropping shows, but usually after a couple of seasons, and did this especially with the original shows that debuted with Prime. I'm talking shows like Hand of God, Betas, and Alpha House. Those and other shows were a very entertaining and strong debut for the service back in 2013, in my opinion. Of all the original series Amazon Prime began with, only Bosch survived more than four seasons, with a total of seven, and a follow-up series, Bosch Legacy, on Amazon's free video service called Freebie. Podcasting News Apple China. has announced the company's first ever Podcast of the Year award. Of course, it's from an organization known as Slate, a far-left news organization. The name of the show is Slow Burn, and according to Apple, China. it's one of the most downloaded podcasts on their podcast directory. Hmm. You know, I take a gander at the top downloaded shows on occasion, and Slow Burn has never been in the top ten that I can recall. The season that won the award uh, for Slate focuses on the overturned Roe versus Wade abortion law. Well, of course it would. How brave of the wokesters over there at the five count them five billion dollar Apple Park headquarters. And yes, I'm a little bit upset at them for raising prices on their services just in time for Christmas. <laughs> time for a rant. Okay, one of my New Year's resolutions will be to be less political in 2023, but that's just not happening now. <laughs> also not happening now is former President Trump regaining the White House. Here are my reasons. He will probably be indicted for something, anything the elites feel they can make stick. His very ill-advised meeting with Kane West and his entourage, which these days consists of Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos, which caught the attention of the MSM and the elites who promptly pounced on him. Besides, appearing to be off his meds lately and accompanied by this guy Fuentes, who I've never heard of before and is said to be a white supremacist of Hispanic origin. What? Yeah. How does that work? And this Milo character, who is labeled as a right-wing gay white supremacist, let's just say the optics weren't great. 
Now, I don't know about you, but this whole meeting smells like a setup. By who? Well, your guess is as good as mine. I think Mr. West, sans meds, really believes he can win the presidency and figured he could knock out Mr. Trump early. Also this week, we had confirmation of what most intelligent people thought was happening on Twitter. Political entities were dictating what should be censored. These revelations came via Elon Musk through based left-wing journalist Matt Taibbi. Though both parties had access to the censor squad at Twitter, the Democratic Party had the overwhelming sway due to the fact that most of the employees at the company had politics just left of Marx. We also learned that the decision to block the Hunter Biden story and suspend the New York Post's account for reporting on it was made by the odious foreign-born lawyer and head of Twitter's legal policy and trust, Vijaya Gade, without the CEO of the company at the time, Jack Dorsey, knowing or signing off on it. And it was all at the behest of then-candidate Biden's campaign. This Gadi character was born in India and made it to the United States after her father scored an F-1 education visa and, like most of these foreign students, never leave the country. There'll be more on that after the new year. We also found out that only one Democratic Congress member was concerned about violating the First Amendment, while the majority felt more censorship was needed. With one congressperson stating that, and I quote, the First Amendment is not absolute. Now let that sink in. This is what we have governing us now. Not only did politicians, their operatives, and parties have the ability to influence what was seen on and not seen, but celebrities and business leaders also had this ability through connections made with Twitter employees. And you can bet money was exchanged for these favors. Now you can see the logic of Musk firing as many of these connections as he could ferret out. Remember when Musk locked all employees out of Twitter's headquarters building for a weekend? Well, the podfather, Adam Curry, had a theory that Musk had a security team go through every desk and locker in the building to find out just who was using their employment to earn extra cash from doing favors for their connections. I believe Mr. Curry is correct. It has already been proven that if you really wanted that blue check mark next to your profile picture on your Twitter account... A lot of times you had to grease the palm of some multifacial peer so-called engineer at the company. There are more revelations to come, which should confirm shadow banning and other forms of information manipulation. If you think this was only happening at Twitter, well, I have some oceanfront property to sell you in Wisconsin. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and especially Google have cozy relationships with mostly the Democratic Party, and it's in these companies' interest to keep the Democrats in power. That's why there was no red wave this November. I'm so disgusted by the DNC, MSM, and big tech cabal that I'm doubting that we'll ever see a Republican president again. As I said before, and I'll say it again, the plan of the elites is to have a one-party political system combined with government hybrid corporations modeled after the Chinese Communist Party, which itself is modeled after Nazi Germany. Now, how's that for a rant? The music is once again playing, signaling that the episode, much like the year, is winding down. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. You can email me at ofntpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Hey, don't you have some Christmas shopping to do? 
So why don't you bundle up and get off my lawn? I'm out. I'll see you next week. Stay skeptical. See ya. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.